Radio Bypass, bringing you rock and roll music that deserves to be heard. Discover new bands. Hear some old favorites on Radio Bypass. Eric Clapton, your first thought when you hear his name is probably the guitar great, followed by the blues, then Yardbirds. You keep the ring in my nose. The Yardbirds weekly gig was at a place called the Crawdaddy Club in Richmond and it was every Sunday and people would just go crazy for the night and we were the people that made the music for it. It was like a house party. Then Cream. Cream was a deep emotional experience with people that were giants and very, very complex, you know. Those two other guys in the band with me were pretty frightening and, and very powerful and very intense. Then Blind Faith. A lot of regret about that. Tremendous potential that never got fulfilled. We'd scratched the surface, that's all. Then Derek and the Dominoes. Derek and the Dominoes was my uh, attempt to really go back to being a club musician, to deny all of that stuff with Blindfoot, like the, the supergroup, to break that down and go back to just being a club band. And finally, solo artist. She don't lie, she don't lie, she don't lie. was an acknowledgement of reality, really, that there was no way to hide any longer. I was just going to have to be me. For over 50 years, Eric has followed his musical inspirations wherever it has taken him, and we happily followed along with him. In 1991 and 1992, he brought together three different types of bands and treated sold-out audiences at the Royal Albert Hall, showing off his mastery. Here's Eric during the planning stages. Well, this, it's the, the start of a whole tour that will take me around the world, and, the, and it start with the Albert Hall with 18 shows which is a precedent, you know, we had 12 shows this last year and I wanted to, to go one better, you know, delusions of grandeur. <laughs> uh, and I realized when if I had 18 shows, I'd have to divide them up. So I made six into a quartet, six with a, a big band with horns and, uh, and the girls and, you know, two keyboards and two guitar players, a, a nice big band. And then three with a blues band, which would be myself, Robert Crow, Buddy Guy, Richard Cousins. Johnny Johnson on keyboards and Jamie Oldacre on drums. Then there will be three with um, a symphony orchestra, which will be uh, will be doing half of the show with doing songs of mine like Layla, Wonderful Tonight, um, with the orchestra. And then there'll be an intermission. Then there'll be a guitar concerto, which has been commissioned for this particular occasion. And that's with Michael Caine. That's Michael Caine writing that, and I've got to I've got to learn it by by ear because I can't read and we've already we did something a few days ago where I, I played with a live with an orchestra and it was uh, the theme from Edge of Darkness which is a BBC theme that we did the music for and it was great and it broke the ice and it, it, it took away a lot of the fear and apprehension I had about working with an orchestra because I've always been worried that man, the time would be all over the place and it would wander and, yeah. but it was good it was very good so when you play with an orchestra will there be like a conductor 
Well, Michael Kamen will conduct. And it's his work, so who better to do it? Bassist Nathan East. It started, uh, I guess, back in 86 or 87. And it was just one of those things where um, I think the first time we did it was Phil Collins on drums in the band. It was a quartet. And we did six nights. All of a sudden, Roger said, nine nights next year. Then it went to 12, and then 18, and then the 24 nights. And it it started to turn into almost a joke because they said, okay, we're going to do 48 nights next year. And uh, it's just turned into a tradition now. Eric was given uh, the key to a box. Actually, they've been calling it the Royal Eric Hall. (laughs) Hi, I'm Ralph Rasmussen. On June 23rd, Eric Clapton and Warner Records released a limited edition box set expanding the 1991 live collection with hours of unreleased performances from Clapton's record-setting residency. The Motherload is a limited edition 6-CD, 3-Blu-ray, or an 8-LP, 3-Blu-ray box set with a hardbound book and an individually numbered lithograph featuring a photograph of Clapton by Carol, Carl Studna. In addition, 23 rock, blues, and orchestral concerts from the box set will be released individually as a two-CD, DVD, and vinyl sets. Over the next hour, join Eric, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and Nathan East as we cram in as much of this magnificent, sprawling release as we can. Welcome to Eric Clapton, the definitive 24 nights, all access.
from the rock band discs of the newly released Definitive 24 Nights, Pretending. The studio version was originally on Eric's Journeyman album. Thanks very much. And good evening. Welcome to the Albert Hall. The annual dust-up at the Albert Hall. As you will uh, notice, there's cameras down here, but I hope that won't stop you from enjoying yourselves, because we're playing for you, you know that. When Eric Clapton played the Royal Albert Hall, royalty would show up. Back then, the late Princess Diana lent her aura to the proceedings. I tell you, I watched, uh, I was sitting where I could watch Lady Diana, and she really loves behind the mask. She does, huh? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. She got up and started shaking the shoulders. And we all worry about what those people like, you know, because, I mean, everyone, is, at the beginning of the show, at the end of the show, what are they going to like? And at the end of the show, oh, did you see when they, that's the one they like? Yeah. You know. And for you. For you. Um, I understood she sat down when we started playing cocaine. Uh, yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know the image. I always have to make a point of saying, over the air, in fact, right now I can say that, that isn't promoting cocaine. That song is actually anti-cocaine. I mean, that's... If any time anyone hears that, they've got to listen to the words carefully and they'll see that it's an, anti -co an anti-drug song. I think it's, that's what JJ intended. I think. I think that's exactly what he intended. I mean, when you hear his other songs about, I think it was LA Blues or something, a song about LA, he mentions drugs in that too, and you can tell by his his stance that he's an anti-drug man all the way down the line. And me too.
Cocaine, recorded live at the Royal Albert Hall and now found on the excellent new Eric Clapton, the definitive 24 Nights release, Rock Discs. The rock band tore through a scorching version of the cream chestnut, White Room. Here's Nathan East. Sunshine of Your Love was one of the first bass lines that I learned and I remember, oh, this feels good to play, you know. And, um... I thought, you know, wow, here I am 20 years later playing it with the man, you know, and uh, it's exciting. Played those tunes hundreds of times, and uh, for some reason, just the simplicity and the nature of these songs, they seem to just live forever. And uh, there are not a lot of songs like that, but, you know, songs like White Room, Sunshine of Your Love, it's like a, an antique or a classic car, you know. There's something magical about it that... Uh, I can't define, but you never get tired of playing those things. Um, I think the listener has uh, the same thing, you know, just a, it's like putting on an old record or something classic where you can just uh, forget about it, you know, because today, today when you go to a concert, you're going to hear a lot of, some artists aren't even really singing up there, you know? <laughs> and they, they got samples going on, and so I think for the audience to come hear classic songs like this, it's, it's the ultimate classic rock. Black curtains by the station Black room country, no gold pavements 
Eric Clapton recorded live at the Royal Albert Hall, White Room. Hi, everybody. This is Stevie Ray Vaughan, and we'll be right back with more Eric Clapton. We'll get to the blues discs when Eric Clapton, the definitive 24 Nights All Access, returns in just a bit. If you're a first-time listener to Radio Bypass, welcome, and thanks for checking us out. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your support. Whether you have been listening since our beginnings back in 2017 or hearing us for the first time today, we just want to make sure you know what Radio Bypass is all about. Our mission is to curate the best in rock and roll music, period. From the best of the big names to the freshest music from those yet to build their name. Radio Bypass provides a destination where classic artists have their new music heard and offers a platform to showcase emerging talent. We release a new music episode every Saturday that generally features hard rock music from some classic artists as well as new musicians honing their craft today. Along the way, we have conversations with the artists creating the music. Our guests have included veteran musicians such as members of Tesla, Mr. Big, and Cinderella, along with brand new bands like Crashing Wayward, Novocaine, and Wings of Steel, just to name a few. We curate the best in rock and roll. Join Radio Bypass for great music and conversations every week. Please check out RadioBypass.com, follow us on social media, and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Radio Bypass, playing rock and roll music that deserves to be heard. Hey Alexa, play the Radio Bypass podcast. Playing Radio Bypass podcast from Amazon Music. Radio Bypass. Rock and roll lives here. Welcome back to Eric Clapton, the definitive 24 Nights All Access, where we now sample the awesome blues discs with a guy who was a huge fan of Eric's, the late Stevie Ray Vaughan. Eric Clapton was a real big influence on many people, including the people that he learned from. And he's certainly been a big influence on me and probably every other guitar player in my generation and later. Yeah, I was listening to him with the Yardbirds and after that with uh, John Mayall and the Blues Breakers and on to Cream and Derek and the Dominoes and his own records. I've been listening to him all my life. There was a period of time when it seemed to slip through. There was a period of time when I was more into Blues Masters and tended to forget about some of the influences that I'd had along the way. However, these days I'm, I'm a little more clear-headed. I like how he plays, let's put it that way. It's just that mainly it's great just to be able to, uh, besides to know someone like him, also to play with them or just listen to them because the, the guy definitely is a genius. He's definitely got what it takes in my book. Eric on his love affair with the blues. I still feel that way. The transition took place a long time ago when all of this stuff became available, but when it was a real rarity, when any kind of soul music was um, was rare, the merest glimpse of a Bo Diddley or a Chuck Berry would send me into frenzies of delight. So when I heard what was behind that, I mean, that was like the front scenery of what I was to later discover. 
And when I found the stuff that was behind it that made that come into being, you know, the Muddy Waters, and beyond that, the Robert Johnson, and beyond that, the work song, it did something to me emotionally, for sure, but there was, also, there was something much deeper going on, which I cannot define at all, and probably never will be able to. And even slightly below the surface, it moves me to the core. And, and I'll get that, even listening in my car or wherever, today, exactly the same as I did when I was a small boy. I don't know what it is. I don't want to be um, too glib in summing that up because there are ways to sort of um, to identify it on a very surface level to say that it's you know the, the sound of suffering or the sound you know that I could identify with because of a, a strange up you know all of that stuff can apply but I don't know if I really care to make that the the end explanation anymore of course as a young man I was very excited by risk and drama uh, and so even though I, I found that stuff out later, it amplified, as you said, it amplified and it heightened the experience of listening to him and the identification that I got out of it because at the age of 18, I didn't expect to live beyond 25, you know. And, uh, and when I did, I was very surprised. And when now, you know, I mean, it's amazing that I'm still feeling the same way. Have you ever loved a woman? Trembling pain. Have you ever loved one so much you tremble in pain? All the time you know it. Another man's name Have you ever loved a woman So much it's a shame and a sin Have you ever loved a woman It's a shame and a sin and All the time you know, yeah She belongs to your very best friend
When you know you can't leave her alone Have you ever loved a one? And you know you can't leave her alone Something deep inside of you Won't let you wreck your very best friend's home the blues discs of the definitive 24 nights, Eric Clapton with Buddy Guy, Albert Collins, and Robert Cray in the band, Have You Ever Loved a Woman? The orchestra is warming up to deliver a stellar performance of one of Eric's most popular songs ever when Eric Clapton, the definitive 24 nights all access, comes back after these brief messages. Hey Alexa, Play the Radio Bypass Podcast. Playing Radio Bypass Podcast from Amazon Music. If you're a first-time listener to Radio Bypass, welcome, and thanks for checking us out. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your support. Whether you have been listening since our beginnings back in 2017 or hearing us for the first time today, we just want to make sure you know what Radio Bypass is all about. Our mission is to curate the best in rock and roll music, period. From the best of the big names to the freshest music from those yet to build their name. Radio Bypass provides a destination where classic artists have their new music heard and offers a platform to showcase emerging talent. We release a new music episode every Saturday that generally features hard rock music from some classic artists as well as new musicians honing their craft today. Along the way, we have conversations with the artists creating the music, 
Our guests have included veteran musicians, such as members of Tesla, Mr. Big, and Cinderella, along with brand new bands like Crashing Wayward, Novocaine, and Wings of Steel, just to name a few. We curate the best in rock and roll. Join Radio Bypass for great music and conversations every week. Please check out RadioBypass.com, follow us on social media, and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Radio Bypass, playing rock and roll music that deserves to be heard. Radio Bypass. Rock and roll lives here. So glad you could stay with us for the final segment of Eric Clapton, The Definitive 24 Nights, All Access. I'm Ralph Rasmussen. It's a popular trend these days to have a rock band play with a full orchestra. Back in 1991, it was almost unheard of. The idea of unexplored territories didn't stop Eric Clapton at the Royal Albert Hall. At the beginning of our show, Eric mentioned a guitar concerto that is part of the performances included on the orchestra discs. That's Michael Kamen writing that, and I've got to... I've got to learn it by, by ear because I can't read. And we've already... We did something a few days ago where I, I played with a, live with an orchestra, and it was uh, the theme from Edge of Darkness, which is a BBC thing that we did the music for. And it was great. It broke the ice, and it, it, it took away a lot of the fear and apprehension I had about working with the orchestra, because I've always been worried that man, the time will be all over the place, and it would wander. And, but it was good. It was very good. So when you play with an orchestra, will there be, like, a conductor? Well, Michael Kamen will conduct, and it's his work, so who better to do it? You know? One of the most beautiful songs Eric played with the orchestra is Holy Mother, a song he dedicated to Richard Manuel of the band. Holy Mother. You dedicated it to Richard Manuel. Yes. Was this song just totally inspired by that, or was it already done? It was and it already. Fit? It was already halfway written. When I arrived in LA to do the sessions for the album, the first thing I heard, the first person I saw, was Rob Faboni, and the first thing he said to me was, "Richard Manuel's dead." And it was like, God, what have I walked into here? This is incredible. I mean, to get off the plane and the first thing you hear is that. And I just thought back to all the times where I'd seen Richard in hotel rooms and just outside of any kind of home life, you know, just stranded, walking the, the tightrope. I'd been in that position so many times, and I'd written that song in that condition, alone in a hotel room late at night, completely lost. And I thought, this is for him, you know, because I know what it feels like, but thank God, you know, I never went that far, or something actually always kept me back, you know. It's a very spiritual song. Do you feel spiritual at times? Yes, yes, yeah. very much so. I mean, it's a very confused spiritual song. I mean, Holy Mother, but it's not, you know, it's not Catholic. It's just Mother and God, I guess. I don't know. I can't analyze it. I don't really have the power to analyze it. And also, it did. the co-writer is credited as Bishop. Is that Stephen? Or? Steve Bishop, yeah. I'd got so far with it. He came to stay at my house in England and for a weekend, and I'd got so far... And then I just was writing bland lyrics. And I thought, well, it needs something a little better. So the lines like, um, I've seen the stars fall from the sky, uh, a pure Stephen, you know, he just has a, a better visual sense than I do. So he was putting in lines here and there that just made it more dramatic, you know. The line I love is, I feel the anger running through my soul. I yeah. mean, you can just hear yeah, it. Yeah, that's him too. Yeah, that's beautiful. 
Thank you. A gorgeous version of Holy Mother, taken from the orchestral discs of Eric Clapton's brand new collection, The Definitive 24 Nights. One of Eric's most loved songs is Layla. It is available on both the rock and orchestra discs of The Definitive 24 Nights. It's ironic that the song wasn't a hit when it was originally released with Dwayne Allman joining Eric on guitar on the Layla and Other Love Songs double album. It was originally it was a single album, the later album, and we just couldn't stop. And especially after we'd met Dwayne, we could have gone on, we could have made another couple of double albums, really. We should have done. I think there was a core of, of the album which we intended to make, which was just going to be the songs that we'd written. And then we got to a stage where we were enjoying ourselves and Dwayne was there and we were overdubbing guitar and then we'd stop doing that and we'd write a little bit. Or we'd, let's do Key to the Highway, let's see what that sounds like. Or let's do Nobody Knows When You're Down and Out. And it was all so good, we couldn't keep it off the record. It actually took off about a year later in England, a year after it was out. But it was funny because we were touring at the time around England and Europe as Derek and the Dominoes. And I quite enjoyed the experience of going to a town setting up in a club and just starting to play and with people wandering in who had no idea who you were and you're probably aware of the fact that I've been fighting personality success for quite a while and this was the perfect answer was to be totally anonymous in a great band and to see whether people liked it for what it was itself and the record was just an extension of that so logically if you look at it there's no way that it would take off instantly without any hype and there was nothing you could hype about it so it had to work on its musical prowess just on that alone. So if it did sell, all well and good. If it didn't, then actually that meant we were no good. And we were very confident that we were good. So we knew that it would sell at some point and we were quite happy to watch it build on its own merit. What do you do?
a previously unreleased orchestral version of Layla, taken from the brand new The Definitive 24 Nights Eric Clapton album. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have left in our show, but before we go, here's Eric with an overview of his amazing career. I suppose what I feel has happened is that I've become what we used to call in England dreaded phrase, an all-round entertainer, which was uh, what everybody always wanted to be when they grew up. You know, you could start out being a tap dancer, but in the end, they, you know, what they'd say, what's your ambition? Well, I want to be an all-round entertainer. And, and actually, seriously speaking, it's kind of like that, because now I feel like I'm, I'm an almost fully qualified writer. I play and I sing almost to an equal level. I, can, I feel I can carry my weight just about on any level. And that really makes me feel quite whole, you know, and it's taken Unplugged, Journeyman, and um, From the Cradle to really to be able to stand like that. I don't really count very much before that, to be honest with you. Everything else seemed to be just like crashing around in the dark, although I enjoyed every phase. Eric plans on touring Europe and the United States this year, as well as another epic Crossroads Guitar Festival in Los Angeles on September 23rd and 24th to benefit his Crossroads Rehab Center in Antigua. You can pick up any of the different versions of Eric Clapton's The Definitive 24 Nights wherever you buy music. Eric Clapton, The Definitive 24 Nights All Access, was produced in New Jersey by Near Perfect Productions for Warner Music, All Rights Reserved. No portion may be reproduced without the written permission of the producers. Special thanks to Rich Mahan of Rich Mahan Promotions and the team at Warner Music Group. I'm Ralph Rasmussen. Thanks for listening. <laughs>